I have spent so much energy trying to correct my children's behavior, and it dawned on me in a profound way recently. I've been going about it all wrong. Well, that's a gut-riching reality, but all of us as parents have probably had to face a moment like that. We're on this journey together, and we promised it would be messy at times. Today is one of those times. But out of the mess, some pretty cool things can happen, especially when you trust that God has a way. And so we know there's got to be a better way. All right, well, we're going to start today with a little recap. So we've been talking a lot about behavior in our kids, if you think about it, as we look back over the previous episodes we've done. I just want to point back to some of those because maybe you've had a chance to listen. Maybe you haven't. But we've talked about how behavior can stem from trauma. Mm-hmm. And that's a very real thing. Uh, in episode 109, we kind of went through what it looks like when children experience trauma, how that affects their brains, and also can affect their behavior. We also looked at how their behavior can sometimes be a cry for attention and for us to spend more intentional time with them. And what is the biggest challenge to that, Mom? Um <clears throat> T-I-M-E. <laughs> T-I-M-E and P-H-O-N-E. Remember when we oh, talked about your addiction right. to the phone? That's right. That was in episode 112. I was trying to forget that that was something we talked about oh, to yeah. the whole world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I called you out on that. And then we also talked about how behavior can be a result of lack of nutrients that God designed our bodies to need. That was in episode 114. In episode 116, we talked about nature, getting outside, being in the great outdoors that God created and how that can actually heal our bodies. And again, behavior mm-hmm. can stem from that. And I, 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 those are all really real things. Sure. They're very true. Behavior can stem from that. However, we want to caution that you don't want a parent to behavior. Right. Oh, yeah. Now, okay. What do you mean by that? So, I mean, I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm doing it on a daily basis. Sounds like you're having a little so guilt complex. I'm having about this. a guilt complex about this. I parent to my kids' behavior. Why? Because their behavior affects everything. Right. Their behavior affects whether or not we can go to a restaurant and eat dinner and be able to sit through it without having to take children out. (laughs) Behavior affects how I look to my friends and my family as we're at a family gathering and they throw their food on the floor and say, I don't like this. (laughs) Behavior affects how we look at the grocery store and whether or not we get to complete our shopping trip or we leave the shopping cart all alone in the middle of the store, <laughs> carrying and out no our food to take child. home. <laughs> no. Well, you're right. And all of those things are practical issues. I mean, those are practical things. We we have to, Brie. I mean, we, we have to be able to, our kids can't just be wild. No. You know, so can't. you kind of have to address behavior. You have to address behavior. And, and that, that makes this really, really difficult when there is a fine line to parenting the behavior or parenting the heart. Mm. And so I would like to submit to you that I've really been challenged lately. And first from scripture, as I read through, and I think the way Jesus encountered the Pharisees is probably one of, as I read over and over and over again, he kept calling them out on your behavior looks squeaky clean. Your behavior, you have mastered that. You know, you look like this 
shiny <laughs> pot. Picture on, of godliness. Yes, yeah. righteousness. Mm-hmm. But your hearts are evil. And mm-hmm. so it starts with scripture, but there's a couple books we're going to share about today. Before we do that, though, I, I did. I wanted to go to the Bible because that's that's where we're getting the best advice. That's where we're it's going to find. Yeah, it's our go-to. It's where we're going to find the knowledge that we need to be able to raise these kids and and find a healthy way to move forward that addresses behavior. Yes, but behavior won't be addressed without addressing the heart. Well, and it's what you're saying that you're we we want our kids to we want our kids to behave. That's just a given. Mm-hmm. But behavior does not really always or maybe even often reflect what's really going on inside. Amen. Mm-hmm. And are the are the kiddos getting it that um that this is way bigger than just whether or not you say the right thing, do the right thing. It's much more than that. So what's the more than that? I'm curious because you you've you've you're on a journey, it sounds like. Yes, I'm definitely on a journey. And I think, you know, when I look and I I look at scripture and I look at how Jesus handled things, I I, I think it's such a good blueprint of what to use mm. with our kids because um, you know, we do we don't want to make excuses for our children. We want to understand that it's all we're all sinners, man. I mean, I I'm the biggest one sitting right here. So, you know, but we can't look at our kids' behavior and we can't discount it because oh, they must have eaten something wrong <laughs> or they didn't get oh, they didn't get today. Yeah. I mean, we want to understand that that affects them and their needs and our core needs that we need as people um and human beings that God designed. But we don't want to excuse away that behavior. And so I I started in in Matthew and, you know, Jesus, he's speaking to the Pharisees again. I just love when he speaks to them because he calls them out so often and and he had just called them out and he exposes how their behavior is so pristine, but their hearts are wicked. And he calls them a brood of vipers. I didn't mince words. No, no, he did not. And so this is Matthew 12, 34. And he says, for the mouth speaks from the overflow of the heart and I mean, that as a parent, too, I I think this episode, we're not just looking at our kids behavior, but I'm really being challenged about my behavior, you know, and what am I speaking into my kids and and what am I holding dear? Uh, You know, is their behavior most important to me or is their heart most important to me? And am I reflecting that and how I correct them and how I parent them? Uh, Also, I. I think, you know, Jesus addresses so many times that, um, you know, fixing behavior, quote unquote, over healing the heart, it just, it, it doesn't work. You know, it doesn't actually have eternal value. Mm. And what do we want for our kids? Do we, do we want to help them grow for eternity in mind or with inter- eternity in mind? Or do we just want to fix them so they look good? Boy, Bree, those are some deep questions, very deep questions and important ones. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you brought it up at this juncture in our podcasting because we're still kind of new at this. And as you said, we've focused on these other things, but when it really comes down to it, we always have to bring balance back into the picture. But what you're doing today to me is so important. We have to keep truth, the words of Jesus, the guiding of the Holy Spirit, and God's word as a whole into the picture so that we're so that we're not just 
play acting or, or like you said, doing things for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. So where do you find your, (laughs) where are you finding your internal uh, walk with the Lord now in terms of trying to walk through all of this? Well, I think what is really difficult is I, I'm the kind of person that I want a step-by-step process. I mean, I want it laid out. So I've read so many books that give you the step-by-step process to address their strong-willed behavior or their, you know, lackadaisical behavior or their, you know, respect issues, whatever it might be. And I love that. I love it because here it is. It's a formula. It's, it's a formula. It's drawn out for me. I can I can follow that. If you do this, yes, then, then. this will happen. Yeah, but guess what? <laughs> I know what that I'm sure. ain't happening. I'm for sure. Me. I'm sure almost everybody <laughs> listening would agree. It drives me. Used to drive me crazy. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, there's good ideas out there, no doubt. Yes. And there's some people that it, they do. They find that formula. They find that thing and it just works. And and that's great. And I think there's wonderful books that have been written by awesome authors who are following Christ and they're they're using biblical principles yeah. to, to create this. But that wasn't working for us. And it hasn't been working for us. And I have been so encouraged by a few books I want to share. Um, okay. Now, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Oh, okay. So you just said, you know, you've tried these books and these ideas, but yeah. those haven't worked for us. And then you <laughs> yeah. say, but now I've got this book. <laughs> I know. Okay, give us a little connective tissue in yeah. the middle of all of that. Well, uh, again, because I am the first to buy any parenting book that is out there and and yeah. try. And I... Th- there's four books I'm going to mention. We're really going to f- focus on on one specific author as we move forward, I think. But there's four books that I started reading and probably the first one I picked up actually a couple years ago. But I found pointed me back to scripture. OK, pointed me back the key to right there. the word mm-hmm. pointed me back to um, it isn't a formula. That's what's hard for me. None of these books are a formula. They have great ideas and they have some great suggestions, but it's more a mindset and it's more shifting my mindset toward what is important in my parenting. And that is my child's heart. If I really come down to it now, initially I want to say behavior because it's really embarrassing mm-hmm. and it's really hard in those moments when I just want my kid. Uh, and honestly, what it comes down to is I want my kid. I want my kid to shine. You want other people to love them. I want other people to love them. I want them to see that beautiful, fearful, wonderfully made child that I see. And it's really hard when I feel like all people see is, you know, the bad and mm-hmm. and the rough mm-hmm. and the hard. Yeah. And so I struggle with that. Because I want to fix the behavior so that they shine. But you know something that is so critical. And it it sounds like you've been refocused on this. And that is the renewing of your mind. Mm -hmm. That's what we are promised. Mm -hmm. That God will renew our minds through his word. Mm -hmm. And so I'm excited now to hear the rest of the story. Sorry for making you backtrack a little bit. But I just wanted to get get the context. That was good. Well, I... 
So let me let me mention a couple books. One is called Parenting by Paul Tripp, and he's a great author, and he was a counselor, and he has actually several books that I really enjoy. Also, a, a staple that I know a lot of people, at least in, in my circle that I've talked to, have read is Shepherding a Child's Heart by mm-hmm. Ted Tripp, another trip. <laughs> so there must be something with that, that last name. But the author that I really wanted to focus in on today's podcast is... Kathy Cook. And I I hadn't heard of her before, although she has written several books. She has an amazing blog. And um, she the two books that I've started with, although I'm sure her other ones are great, but I just haven't read them yet, is Eight Great Smarts and Start With the Heart. And so I know I kind of shared that with you, um, Mom, and you, you looked her up too. Oh, I did. And I wanted, you know, I wanted to, you were so excited about what you were reading and sharing. And so I wanted to know, and I have to admit, I haven't read the books yet, but I did the next best thing. I went and typed her in and I've watched some videos and she is, she really is all over the place. I'm so surprised that we hadn't heard of her yet, but I think Mm -hmm. her books have really been making a splash recently. And a lot of people must be on the same journey you are, love. I mean, it's this longing for more. You know, longing for more than just these, you know, quick fixes or solutions or good ideas. But how do we really get to the heart of what God wants us to see, what his spirit will help us do? And so she's got, as you said, you know, she's got a great blog. She's the founder and president of something called Celebrate Kids, Inc. So I went to her website Mm -hmm. and I took a look. She's all over, like I said, she's all over the place speaking. She's just an an internationally recognized speaker now. She's been on Focus on the Family quite a bit. She's, she's, I watched one time when she was speaking to a a school and parents in the school. And it was really interesting to get her take on things in this, at this other setting. So look Mm -hmm. her up, her books, but You'll tell us more now. So well, and we'll link um, some of those videos that we've watched because they they're really encouraging. They're fun, and I know sometimes you know some people are readers, and you love to read. I love that there's this broad way of gathering information now because you know some people love listening to podcasts or watching YouTube videos or reading blogs, and and she has it all, and that's what's really fun because if if getting a book is not necessarily your thing then definitely look up her YouTube videos and, um, you know, check that out or her blog, her Facebook page too. I got on cause you had mentioned you popped onto her Facebook page and I love it. Is it on Tuesdays that she puts I think it's Tuesdays, Tuesdays, yeah. she puts up these questions to ask your kiddos to get to know them. And that's a great segue into what I want to start oh. with is we've, I, 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 we've got to start getting to know our kids. You know, they're in our home. Get to know their heart. Get to know their heart. Get to know who they are, who God created them to be. I am so guilty of living with these beautiful, precious people that sometimes I just, I don't even know. You know, Mm. I really haven't taken the time to know. I'm going to share kind of a personal story right now that I, I honestly debated whether to share, but I think it's been so fun. You all have become friends and this has become such a neat community that I wanted to share with you. One of our kiddos has really been struggling the last couple of years and we just have been praying and felt God really calling us to, to bring him home from school and Big homeschool, decision. which if you know me, you would know <laughs> that that is, that was a hard decision for me to make. Cause you love the school. I love the school. 
that the, my kids are in. It is such an incredible place. And I, I, it, it was no reflection on the school that we needed to do this, but his heart, we were just really becoming concerned about his heart and knew that we needed to bring him home. And that that's all we thought is, you know, we just need some more time with him. We need to address some of these heart issues and have more time to be able to do that. But in bringing him home, I really got to know him in a whole new way. And I've seen how hard it is for him to sit still and um, how and in reading this book, Eight Great Smarts, the beautiful thing is I've learned how he's smart. Oh. I've learned that he learns in a completely different way than any of my other kids. And I want to capitalize on that. You know, I want to, instead of, you know, making his life so hard by doing the opposite of what his body needs in order to take in information and retain information, I want to help him um, by using those smarts Mm -hmm. and using the fact that he has to move and he has to touch things and he has to wiggle and he has to dance and he has to sing to to help him retain that. So, oh, can you tell the story real quick about what happened right before we came here today? Oh, yeah. So right right before we came today, I we were doing school and he needed to read and he is reading this paragraph and you guys, he is sitting there <laughs> standing up on the ottoman, his hands are, you know, rested on the ottoman, bouncing up and down and singing, you know, reading with a a tune. (laughs) He's got a cadence. (laughs) He's got a rhythm. He's got a melody. And this kid did that through the whole paragraph. And then when I asked him questions about it, because I'm thinking, there's no way, there's no way this kid was able to retain retain this. He is going all over the place. He's singing it. It's kind of driving you crazy, I would guess. Yeah, it was really hard, but it was kind of cute. And so I let him do it. He he answered everything correctly. Wow. Everything correctly perfectly correctly. Whereas if I make him sit still and Mm. read something, a lot of times he can't tell me what what he just learned. You know, I can almost hear Kathy Cook applauding in the background because (laughs) I watched her videos, as I said. And I think that when that light bulb goes off and you realize that for him, the energy it took to sit still and what that was for him to do even kind of the work that was required was an A plus, as she would say, Mm -hmm. where maybe... It, it was like a D minus mm. in that situation for him at that time in his life. And that that I haven't read the book, like you said, but if that can help open our eyes to how our kids can be successful and how we can celebrate who they are, mm-hmm. maybe not who they are compared to everybody else, mm-hmm. but who they are compared to who God made them to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I really encourage you mamas to to look up this book and either if, if you again if you're a reader get eight great smarts or she does she has some great youtube videos and she has some great blog posts about this idea of really a lot of it is just taking a step back and watching your kids and i love it because she says you usually can figure out how they're smart by how they get into trouble <laughs> oh really <laughs> and you know if they are like i have one that is very logic smart you know so so she lists out these words will make more sense when you get her book it's really really fun but i have a kid that's very logic smart and i know that because he has created so many experiments in my house <laughs> that have caused 
explosions and eruptions that, you know, he's just got to figure out how it works. He's got to figure that out. I have a kid that's very word smart. How do I know that? Because he will argue with you. (laughs) He will argue with you about something that he just agreed with you about yesterday. I mean, he uses his words and he's very word smart. And it has completely transformed the way I look at my kids because honestly, those things kind of irritated me before. And I felt like I needed to fix them. You know, like I have this kid and he argues with me. I've got to fix this. Well, the way Kathy puts it in her books is, no, we need to help them use their smarts for good <laughs> rather oh, than yeah, that gets back to the heart it does it gets back to the heart and and when I started sitting down and telling my kids how they were smart to see the smile oh, wow. on their face and to realize to be known mm, mm. Mm, that's good mm-hmm. to be known is to be loved and <laughs> and it really yeah. shows and I think I can speak pretty um intimately about that too because I grew up I never thought of myself as a smart kid I I think you I'm went sorry. to every parent teacher <laughs> conference and walked out and I oh I dreaded parent teacher she's really a nice girl but if she just turned her homework in if I heard that once I heard that a thousand times oh and it because that's what we equate smarts with is grades yeah. in school yeah. yeah and um and I'm sorry you know I I you that kind of hurts a little bit because, and not that I wouldn't want you to say it, but I think as parents, I always wanted you to feel smart. I I wanted that for you, but you're sort of helping me see that I needed to understand it a little better and understand how you, what made you tick. Well, and I, I mean, don't feel too bad, mom. You're, it's okay. <laughs> I, We're still friends. I grew up. <laughs> I got over it. I'm going to counseling. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But I, think that I always knew that I had talents. You did a very good job of letting me know that God had given me special gifts that I could use for his glory. And that was wonderful. I I really love, though, how Kathy puts it in a new light yeah, of yeah. that it's not just talents, but it's it's smart. It's the way God designed you. And, it, yeah. and if you can use those ways that your kid naturally is smart to instill heart issues— and to instill those character issues or character principles that you really want your kids to have and to to help them to understand and know God's word and know truth, then they it, it'll seep in and, and they will really, really learn it. And then there's other times you're going to want to stretch your kid in the way that they're not smart or that they lack, you know, or they struggle in. Yeah, because Kathy said that. Every child has potential in all eight yes. of those smarts. Mm-hmm. I thought that was encouraging, yeah. you know, that you'll have dominant ones, but then you'll have some that you can you can help them to develop. Yeah, exactly. And she puts fun games in here, you know, in the in the book. And I think I think she even has ideas on her blog and Facebook page about that, too, of how you can stretch them in those ways. You know, and so um, I, I just love it. She has, you know, Pictionary and Monopoly and Quirkle, you know, these are games you can get anywhere and they'll help you stretch in those areas that you struggle in. But then again, just just examining your kid, understanding how they learn can really help us with these heart issues. As we were talking before, if we if we're really going to be concerned about their heart versus just their behavior, 
um, you know, we, we kind of need to know how, how to teach them that mm-hmm. so that it will really sink in. Good stuff. Wow. So the next book of hers that I love, I, and I really love this one because it has the title, you know, start with the heart. Oh, yeah. And it, it is, really gets to the heart of it, the matter. It gets to the heart of the matter. And so, okay, we, we understand how our kids learn. We understand our, how our kids are smart. Now what? Now yeah. now what do we do? How do we how do we teach that? How do we focus on their heart and not the behavior? Because it's just so easy to do. You know, the behavior is blaring in front of us. Their heart is a little further down mm-hmm. and not always so visible. And obviously we can use behavior to kind of examine maybe where their heart is at, but not always. And um I thought of you, mom, when I mean the biggest thing she talks about is listening. Yeah. Oh, Enter your quote. Yeah. Oh, can I say my quote? Yes. Oh, I love this quote. And I don't know who said it. I don't know that there's an author of this quote, but I heard it somewhere. Listening is so close to loving that most people can't tell the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. I think that is truth. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it so many times played over and over again, just to listen. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do for me. I'm a talker. <laughs> it's hard. Well, and especially with our kids, because I don't, I don't know about you, but when I sit there and my kiddo starts sharing a problem or an issue he's facing, I instantly think of, oh, well, he just needs to do X, Y, and Let's Z. Let's fix it. And so I want to tell him that. And sometimes I, he needs to figure it out on his own. He needs to solve the problem on his own. Um, yeah. Or he just needs to talk through it. But I've cut him off because here comes mom to save the day and give him the solution that I I completely squelch the moment to get to know him and get to know his motive behind feeling that way or or why, you know, maybe my first inclination is not correct Mm -hmm. or the first thing I think of might be the reason behind why he's facing this challenge or why he's feeling the way he's feeling actually isn't what he's feeling. So yeah, we got to shut up and, <laughs> and close our mouth. Yeah. yeah. Listen more. How, how, what's the Bible verse about, you know, quick to listen, slow to speak. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, everything comes so back biblical. to biblical stuff. That's so good and so true. And we can count on it. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like we're going to have to do a whole podcast on start with the heart. I mean, there's so much you're getting so much out of all of this. Well, I would love to interview her. I think yeah, that's, what that's would be a goal. So awesome is to interview her. But I do. I encourage you to to get the book "Start with the Heart" as well because she has some great ideas in there on how to communicate well. You know, it really is an art to be able to to compliment your children and to be able to correct your children. Yeah. And it is um, so important to really listen to them, not just with your eyes. Um, Uh, or not just with your ears, sorry, but with your (laughs) eyes, Mm -hmm. paying attention to their body language, paying attention to them in, in multiple ways as you're listening to them can have a profound impact on the, the knowledge you gain and how you can become a student of your child and you can, you can learn more about them and that'll help you then to train up their heart, train up their, you know, work on their character and help them become kids who eventually their behavior will. It'll it'll change, but it'll change, you know, truly kind from, of from the, the inside out, mm-hmm. you know, and letting God do his work on their hearts too. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, love, I, I'm, I'm excited to read the books now, too. Boy, do I have a stack of books to read. Good ones. These are two good ones. Start with the Heart and Eight Great Smarts by Kathy Cook. Thank you for sharing all of that with us. And don't go away. We'll be right back. Well, I think today's episode could probably just be titled titled book reviews <laughs> because <laughs> you're going to share about another book that really impacted your life. Oh, I think I've probably talked about it to so many people. I, I can't find my original copy. I'm sure I gave it to somebody. And so I ordered a new one, but it's an old book, The Hit, the Hiding Place. And I read this so many years ago and it changed my life at a very young age. And The Hiding Place, it's one of those books that you read and you really, you, you, can't believe how many of the visual images that are in it come back to you. It's Corey Ten Boom's autobiography. It's her story. Uh, she lived in the Holland city of Harlem during the Nazi occupation, and her family was just amazing. Their unshakable faith. Uh, all together, you know, she, her father, and her sister, and she, they hid Jewish neighbors who were facing the Holocaust. And as a matter of fact, they ended up being arrested and thrown into one of the most famous death camps of all, Ravensbrück. And so anyway, her story is just of unimaginable cruelty, but what she witnessed there and the fact that faith, her faith in God was stronger than all that evil and that she was able to discover that love is more powerful than evil and hate. Oh, it just stuck with me forever. So anyway, so I was, I don't know what made me think of it, but I was, you know, me and news, Mm -hmm. My old news background, I still am a news junkie to a certain extent, and I follow what's going on around the country. And I remember in my old news days, you know, I'd read these stories, especially things that were happening elsewhere, not right here in our own state, but in other states. And I'd often want to comment afterwards, but I couldn't in my old life because I was a journalist. And that was my job, not to give my opinion, but to tell you the news. Mm -hmm. Well, one story that's come out of Florida here in the last uh, few weeks is about this. Um, it's, it's a controversial bill that the governor signed that will not uh, allow teachers, public school teachers in Florida to hold classroom instruction about sexual orientation or gender identity. And that topic has, wow, it's just divided our country. And there's just so much going on in terms of debate about that issue. Mm -hmm. And it made me think about this book and something I read years ago. So I went really? back and I and I and I grabbed it and I, I had to really search for it because I had it had been a long time since I read it. So if you know the characters, you know Corey Ten Boom, she was a little girl. She's about 10 or 11 years old. And at the time, you know, her father, she adored her father and she would talk to him about anything. I mean, it was there's a lot of stories in there about their relationship. But uh, she was one of those little ones that oftentimes she would bring things up at kind of these weird times, you know, just like out of the blue. You think, well, where did that come from? Well, she tells this story. She says, once, I must have been 10 or 11, I asked my father about a poem we had read at school the winter before. One line had described, quote, a young man whose face was not shadowed by sex sin. So the line had stuck in my head. Sex, I was pretty sure, meant whether you were a boy or a girl. And sin, may Tante John's, that was 
you know, her aunt that made, I think it was her aunt. I got to remember back. Anyway, made her very angry. (laughs) But when you put the two together, well, that meant something I could not imagine. And so seated next to father in a train compartment, I suddenly asked, father, what is sex sin? (laughs) Can you imagine just getting that question out of the blue? Well, he turned to look at me as he always did when answering a question. But to my surprise, he said nothing. But at last he stood up, lifted his traveling case from the rack over our heads and set it on the floor. Will you carry it off the train, Corey, he said. I stood up and tugged at it. It was crammed with watches. He was a watch watch mm-hmm. person. <laughs> I can't think what to call it. Um, watch with maker. watches. <laughs> yes, thank you. And spare parts that he had purchased that morning. It's too heavy, I said. Yes, he said. And it would be a pretty poor father who would ask his little girl to carry such a load. It's the same way, Corey, with knowledge. Some knowledge is too heavy for children. When you are older and stronger, you can hear it. For now, you must trust me to carry it for you. And I was satisfied, more than satisfied, wonderfully at peace. There were answers to this and all my hard questions. For now, I was content to leave them in my father's keeping. Mm. That's good. Mm Mm-hmm. So think about that and go get the the book, The Hiding Place. If you've never read it, I promise you, it is a life-changing book. You know, we think about what's going on in our world today. There's a lot of hard stuff. There's a lot of evil. What's happening to Christians in other parts of the world. But to, to read that book and to know that God is there even in the midst of all of that and that his love is more powerful than all of that and that his answers, no matter how difficult the questions our culture is facing, his answers mm-hmm. are there. And we can trust him. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, thank you so much for joining us on A Home That Heals. We're so glad you're a part of this community. We welcome you to come follow along as we start this journey and continue on asking hard questions that are filling our home and perhaps yours as well. You can visit ahomethatheals.com or go to our Facebook or Instagram page. And uh, we invite you to share your stories. Share what you're struggling with. Share the questions you have so that we can make sure that um, we're a voice of hope and a voice of healing. A Home That Heals is produced in partnership with 89.5 KTSY. To find out more about them, go to ktsy.org.